Hello everyone, I'm Simon Ford of Forge Gin. Martinis, gin and tonics, Negronis, great classic cocktails is what I'm about. But I also love to hear of great recipes from great bartenders from around the world, which is why we've partnered with Beyond the Drink for this season. Cheers. Well, you just heard from the man himself, Simon Ford, and this season of Beyond the Drink is presented by Ford's Gin. I'm Cappy, and in this series, we're going to hear from some of the best bartenders in the country as they share the stories and recipes behind their favorite drinks. Beyond the Drink is a spinoff of Beyond the Plate, our podcast that sits down with the world's culinary elite to explore their journey into the food industry and the social impact they have made in their community. So if you're new to Beyond the Drink, welcome. If you listened before, we're so glad you're back. We hope this episode inspires you to create a delicious cocktail or, like the bartenders we feature, make a difference in your community. To get the cocktail recipe we discuss in this episode, you can check out the episode notes in your podcast player or go to beyondtheplatepodcast.com. One more thing, we have some awesome Beyond the Plate merch. You can find a link in your podcast player or go to our website, beyondtheplatepodcast.com. Head on over and check out our hats, tees, hoodies, and more. Again, that's beyondtheplatepodcast.com. Enjoy this week's episode. All right, Demi, we're going to do a quick audio test to make sure you sound great. So why don't you name three ingredients that you love to use with gin? Ooh, chinar, lime, orange. Good. Love it. Sound good. Let's do it. Today's guest was born and raised in Florida and got her start in the hospitality industry at just 12 years old. She prides herself on ideating, crafting, and serving cocktails inspired by her Cuban-American heritage. After she graduated college, she headed to Chicago to bartend at one of the world's best tiki bars. She then made her way to Nashville, where she is currently the beverage director at what I think is one of the coolest hotel brands. You can find more on her in the episode notes and follow her on Instagram at Demi And. That's D-E-M-I-A-N-N-E. Please enjoy this episode as we go beyond the drink with not only an incredible bartender, but a very talented artist and illustrator, Demi Natoli. Demi, do you ever draw your cocktails? Oh, yeah, always. Actually, I don't know if you're going to be able to see it, but that's how I work through my menus. And that's something that like my boss taught me was, I don't know, I'm a very visual person. So whenever I draw something out, I'll draw like the glassware, the garnish, and see the menu come to life before I actually like put out a full menu. And I can see like, oh, we have one too many Nick and Nora's, or we have one too many drinks in a Collins, or we have one too many like stirred and boozies. And I don't know, that's kind of like how I put together everything. It's funny that you ask that because that's exactly how I work. I know you have a degree in art and design. Do you incorporate that like into your cocktail making? Aside from like drawing them out, do you think you incorporate that like into how you create a cocktail? Yes, because I feel like the first sip that you take of a cocktail is always with your eyes, right? You see this like beautiful pina colada walking across the room that's like pineapple fronds and a big orchid. And you see the bartender like shaving the nutmeg or grating the nutmeg like over over your drink. And, and before you even get that cocktail, you're thinking about like, what does this taste like? It looks so good. The visual is such an important part of your cocktail. So yeah, I think that part of that really shines through for me because I think about, you know, what does something look like before you're going to taste it? It has to be, for me, a cocktail has to be both like 
some people are like, oh, garnishes are frou-frou and like, you know, you're hiding a, behind a bad drink. But like for me, it's like if you don't consider what something looks like in addition to what it tastes like, you're not really doing the right thing. Very cool. All right. So we've been kicking off these Beyond the Drink episodes with a cocktail themed speed round. And last Beyond the Drink episode, we had Vlad Novikov, who's in DC, also by way of Chicago. And we went fruit forward and fun with his speed round. And I kind of am feeling like let's do that again with you. So we'll start number one, name the cocktail that inspired you to get behind the bar. Daiquiri. Name a smell behind the bar you love. Um, citrus. Name a smell behind the bar you hate. Dirty drains. Best mixer for gin. Tonic. Hands down. Love it. The one gin cocktail everyone needs to try. Saturn. Ooh, these are good. I'm circling back around here. First of all, best mixer for a gin. Is that like asking a chef, what's the best seasoning for a steak? No, because I feel like there's so many options now. Like you can either go like lowbrow or highbrow with what you put in truly like any one-on-one or any highball situation. And for me, like my actual go-to drink is a G&T. So I feel like that's always what I'm going to have. And that's always what you go with gin is gin and tonic. And then I get bougie with it too. Yeah. Talk to me about the Saturn. That's going to be my next cocktail that I order. Nice. Where are you going for it is the real question. I don't know yet. That's like the, that's the follow-up question because I'm, whenever I like learn about cocktails or new cocktails and I'm like pretty familiar with the classics, but I hate risking going to a place that like may not execute well. So if you do have any recommendations where to send me in Chicago. Three dots and a dash is going to get your Saturn pretty great. And I would say Lost Lake, but they're closed, so I couldn't recommend there. But I bet you could find one of one of their old bartenders and they would whip you up some good Saturns. That's a good idea. But yeah, Saturn gin cocktail, passion fruit, um, orgeat or flernum, just like depends on what you want to put in there. I put a couple dashes of absinthe in there and it like really like brightens up the cocktail. Just, I feel like everybody makes theirs like pretty standard because you always have to have like gin and passion fruit, but very refreshing, a tiki cocktail that like you generally see with like rum and there's very few with like other spirits, but that's one of the ones that I think really crushes. Oh, I like it. All right. I'm going to keep my eye out for that. Let's jump into the gin cocktail that you brought for us today. And by brought for us, I feel like it should be right in front of me, but it's not. But what gin cocktail are we going to discuss today? I want to hear all about this. So this cocktail is called Petty in Pink, and it is a riff on a Cosmo, almost, with gin. And I do use Ford's gin. It is my house gin here, and it has been probably for three years. So it's my favorite. And it's just kind of like a refreshing cocktail that I'm actually planning on replacing in the spring for our spring menu. And I'm excited about that because it's replacing like our highest selling cocktail. So this is like a one more. I'm like, it's risky because we know that this cocktail sells well, but I think that this is, it's time because this cocktail has been on the menu for three years. So it's like time to go. We're going to start fresh and we're going to do this like really cool new cocktail. And it's like light and pink and fruity. I like the risk taking on the menu. Tell me about it. What's in it? It is, has a little bit of lime and then fresh pineapple. We make course all of our juices fresh every day it has a little bit of a strawberry liqueur and then also a strawberry lemongrass syrup so if we were breaking that down into parts it would be two parts gin it would be three quarter parts lime three quarter parts pineapple 
half part of strawberry lemongrass and then a quarter part of strawberry liqueur. And then I garnish it with a beautiful micro orchid and it comes in a Nick and Nora, or you can put it in a coop, depending on what you have handy. Awesome. So all those ingredients, the gin, pineapple juice, lime juice, strawberry lemongrass syrup, strawberry liqueur, those all get added to shaker of ice. Yep. Shaker of ice, you would shake it and then you can feel the dilution in the tin. Then you would strain it through a fine mesh strainer and then you have your drink. If you have access to it, chill your glass prior and it would stay nice and cold. Got it. Talk to me about that. Strawberry lemongrass simple syrup. What's your plan of attack there? We start with a one-to-one simple syrup and then we add like strawberries and then we stalks of lemongrass. We'll chop them up and then we let them simmer for about like 25 to 30 minutes. And then we will stick blend and then strain that. And then from there, we'll probably strain it again just to like make sure we get all of the pieces out. And we'll let that kind of like simmer for 20 minutes on a burner. I guess I should have clarified that. So the heat will help the sugar and then the strawberries reduce down and incorporate a little bit better together. And then from there, it's good for about two weeks if you store it in the fridge. Okay, wait. So so you simmer it all, blend it. And then strain it. You don't simmer it again after you strain it, right? No. Then after you simmer it for like 20, 25 minutes, you're pretty much good to go. You strain it and then you let it cool. And then from there, you can use it. Love it. So for bartenders listening, obviously, you know how to do this. But for a home bartender, like our executive producer, Ian, when he goes to make this at home, correct me if I'm wrong, but as Demi said, equal parts water sugar, which is your standard simple syrup. So we could take one cup of water, one cup of sugar, and then adding as she does some lemongrass that's sliced up and chopped and some strawberries, and you're creating this flavored simple syrup. And then you're blending it to bring out more of the flavor of the lemongrass and the strawberry, and then straining it. Okay, that's great. And you could do this with other fruits and herbs or aromatics probably to get a flavored syrup, right? Totally. I feel like the flavor Bible is probably my best friend. I carry it with me almost everywhere I go. And that's how I will build a menu is based off of different flavor combinations that I know work well together. So you could really do that with anything that you find is like a good substitute. You can substitute like blackberries in or raspberries or change of season. If you wanted to do a different kind of fruit, it would work equally as well if you have a resource that you like to use like that. Great tip on the flavor Bible, by the way. And I mentioned this at the beginning of the episode and probably again at the end, but you can get this exact recipe in the episode notes of the podcast player that you're listening on, as well as on the website. Demi, that sounds good. Thanks for sharing that cocktail. I want to close it out here with some social impact and giving back. I know you're philanthropic in your own way. So I want to hear more about that. All of our listeners of Beyond the Plate know that we celebrate all of our guests and how they give back to their community. And they all do it in different ways quite frankly, whether it's, you know, using their voice, using money or using their time. So I would love to give you a moment to shed some light on a cause or organization that, you know, you're affiliated with or you do work with. So I like to give to an organization called the Equity Alliance, and it is a grassroots organization here in Nashville that helps set up voter registration and voter education in different parts of the Nashville community. And that is a cause that is very important to me coming from 
like a big city where you get out and vote and there's a lot of resources and funds put behind that. It's not as prevalent here in Nashville. So these folks are doing some really great work to make sure that everybody is signed up and aware of who and what they're voting for in the election. Awesome. This was great. Thank you, Demi. Thank you so much for having me. This was really cool and awesome and love getting to chat about nerdy stuff and important stuff. Good luck with the new menu when you transition it and hope to drink your creation soon. Yeah, I would love to see you in Nashville. Have a good one. To get the recipe from this episode, check out the episode notes in your podcast player or go to beyondtheplaypodcast.com. This episode is produced by myself along with Ian Cohen, Joel Yetten, and Sean Petrosian. Find me and keep up to date with this podcast across all social media platforms at Uncappy's Plate or go to beyondplaypodcast.com. Beyond the Plate is on all the socials at BT Plate Podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on your listening site of choice. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Drink, a production of Beyond the Plate. I'm Cappy.